Good morning to you, and welcome to Wheat Among the Tares. And uh, it is a blessing to have everybody aboard this morning. Certainly, the the kindness in which you share with us every week as you come to listen to us. And again, by the way, we are human behind these microphones, are we not? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> blessing to have you back with us this morning, Pastor. As yes, well, thank you. Good morning, to all you that are on. Thank you for being on the program this morning. And again, I appreciate your prayers this morning. We do have a special guest. Brother Jeff Kruchko is going to be with us here in just a moment. I did want to share something with you just very quickly before uh, we uh, introduce Brother Kruchko to you. And uh, I want to ask that you write down something here because um, we have taken the time, um, courtesy of Brother Bill Riley, who has uh, uh, furnished us with some cards and uh, magnets uh, for Gethsemane Global Radio and Wheat Among the Tares. And I want you to just write down uh, a email address because what I'd like to do, and Pastor, I'm going to send to anybody that just simply emails us and says, hey, uh, I appreciate Gethsemane Global Radio. I appreciate Weed Among the Tears. If they will just simply email us, sure. uh, I'm going to send them a, um, a magnet and some invitation to listen cards that they can share the ministry uh, with those around them. And if so, if you would just simply write down the email address studio at ggrradio.net. That's studio at ggrradio.net. If you'll simply just send us an email, however way you want to do that. And uh, just let me know what your address is, etc. I'm not going to share any of that information with anybody. I want to put everybody's, you know, fears uh, to rest there i simply just want to know and i want it this is just to be a tool that you will pray for this ministry here that's all i want no money nothing like that we never asked for money here never have in almost the eight years we've been on the air yes, and we will never never will Amen. because where god you know has has provided for us all the way sure. and and i'm very 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 grateful for that this morning and uh, so with that, simply just send us an email, request, you know, some cards, a magnet, and I will be glad to send that back to you. With that in mind, I want to go to our special guest this morning. He is a missionary to the nation, <clears throat> excuse me, of Mongolia. And Pastor, you've got to admit that Mongolia is not on the regular uh, aspect of things when it comes to missionaries that you run across yes, for sir. sure. No, sir. Brother Jeff's the first missionary I've ever heard in Mongolia. And and, and it is a, a very interesting and out-of-the-way place, but certainly people that are there that need to hear the truth. Amen. Brother Jeff Kruchko, and yep. I've got it right. Brother, welcome to Wheat Among the Tares this morning. Amen. It's good to be with you. I, I appreciate you being with us this morning, my brother, and um, I, I, I'm glad that, first of all, I made sure I got your name correct, um, 
because you know i i i think the first time we interviewed it was about a year ago uh i did not do it justice but i'm thankful that i've got it right this morning mm-hmm. um brother jeff first of all i want to because of our opening comments here concerning mongolia uh and that is just not a place that most people most people maybe couldn't even pick it out on the map if you showed it to them a map of the world um tell us first of all how did the lord deal with you uh, about going to the nation of mongolia well it it goes back a few years uh i we we were in the philippines and we had a, a thriving printing ministry there we had uh upwards of 100 employees working for us and i mean it was a, a big outfit and we were doing good and and uh 2003 uh i was in the back in the states and we got the phone call that uh hey we're expecting a typhoon to come in and i said okay well how much water are they expecting oh they're only expecting six eight inches i said okay let's raise everything up a foot and block it and when the water goes down we'll put it back down well we didn't get eight inches we got 18 foot and so it it literally buried the print shop seawater which completely destroyed it and it was a complete loss. And so uh, 2003, 2004, we went back to the Philippines, and uh, our intention was to go from Manila, where we were, to Legazbi, the opposite side of the island there. There's a, a city over there. It's, uh, I guess, a million and a half, million three-quarter, uh, somewhere there. And we had a missionary there we were going to work with. We were going to set up a, a print shop there and restart. And uh, we got over there, got everything ready to go. I said, okay, I'm going to go back, pack my family up, get to do a few odds and ends, and we'll be back in three months. Uh, the Mayun volcano went off and buried the city. <laughs> there is no city. Wow. And uh, so I began to pray, saying, okay, a typhoon and a volcano. I'm getting the picture here, Lord. <laughs> okay. But now wow. what? You know? <clears throat> and uh, within just a few months after that is when I heard about Mongolia opening and the prospect of a print shop there. And so uh, I volunteered to go over there for three weeks to set the print shop up and make sure that the equipment was running and then let them go. Uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> and I'm still there. <laughs> uh, the Lord had bigger plans than I had. And, and the second I landed, I knew that that was going to be the case. Amen. And uh, so we're still over there. We've been there now for uh, 16 years, a little over that. And uh, Lord's blessed tremendously. Amen. And we've had our moments, but the Lord is just definitely blessing. So. Brother Jeff, the uh, the whole thing I'm thinking behind, and Pastor, I'll get you to comment on this, but the circumstantial situations that God brings into our lives to direct our paths, uh, I think sometimes, and I've had it, I've had the thought in my own mind that there's going to be some, uh, I want to call it a feeling or some special thing that you're going to get some revelation off of that's going to say, hey, this is the way you need to go. I, I know God probably does that from time to time, but I'm thinking it's more of a, as Brother Jeff described, a circumstantial thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, God, what? God uses events many times for his providential hand, and sometimes it takes events like that lord providentially to move us because outside of that we we wouldn't move and go other we wouldn't even look in other directions right. 
And so his providential hand's not always, you know, a bed of roses and wonderful and the sun is shining. Providence is painful and, and uprooting and disturbing, you know. and <laughs> Very good yeah. word, Jed, yeah. to describe that. Brother Jeff, you had to admit that a typhoon and a volcano was was anything but pleasant when it comes to the loss of the equipment, first of all, and then second of all, to establish it in another place, and now that's gone. And, um, and, and, and I know that had to be very difficult to, to face with that. Well, it, it is. And, and, you know, you read the Bible and, and the God talks about that still small voice. Well, in my case, I evidently wasn't listening because it took something much larger than that yeah. uh, to get my attention. And, uh, you know, you do look at the loss and all of that and it does hurt, but you look at the prospect too of where you're going next. And, and uh, I'm telling you, the, the one thing interesting about Mongolia is my last name is Russian. My grandparents were born in Russia. And uh, when I got to Mongolia, I realized right away, they don't mispronounce my name. They can spell it. <laughs> I mean, in Cyrillic type or English, I mean, it's a very common name in Russia. And they've got it down. And so I, I kind of felt at home right away. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Bless the Lord for that, my brother. That's a blessing. Um, tell us about the nation of Mongolia, because uh, I know it's it's a nation that most people aren't familiar with. and uh, But yet, as an opening comment here, there are people there that need the truth. The Mongolian people and also their language. Give us a little bit of history about that. Well, the the country itself is landlocked between Russia and China, so there is no way of getting there short of going through Russia or China, and uh, uh, so that makes them a, a a unique country. They were the first country taken uh, by the Russians to start the Soviet Union, and uh, they were probably the last one to be let go too. But they're right there, and. It's it's an obscure nation because everybody focuses on Russia and China, but in between them, there's this country. And it's there for a reason, because Russia wants them there because they don't want to be that close to China, and China wants them there because they don't want to be that close to Russia. So they're there for a reason. It's a large country, land size, but population. There's only a little over 3 million people in the entire country. It's the the most sparsely populated country in the world. Uh, when you leave Ulaanbaatar, the capital, which is a million and a half people, you drive literally hours and see nothing. It's just the desert, the bush, the animals. That's about all you see. And so it is a, an old country. You know, you, I think everybody's heard of Chinggis Khan uh, and, and his exploits and all that he did and, and took most of Europe and most of Asia and all of that. Uh, he was a Mongolian. He's the one that put him on the map. And uh, they still, they, they pretty much worship Genghis Khan. Uh, every year on New Year's Eve, they all meet at the, the square, the Parliament Square there in downtown Ulaanbaatar, and there's this huge statue of Genghis Khan sitting on his throne, and they expect someday that on, on New Year's Eve he's actually going to stand up. They, that's how much uh-huh. they, they believe in this guy. And he was ruthless. And, and the country itself, uh, they're, eight, they're, they're 65% Buddhist, and then you have the shamans in there. You have a, a few Muslims and, and all of this stuff. They don't have any idea who the Lord Jesus Christ is. They really don't. Over 98% of the country has no idea who Jesus is. 
And uh, wow. we we had the opportunity to print the Bible in 2017 there. That's the first time it was ever printed in the country of Mongolia. So they know it's something religious, but that's all they know. They, they, they don't know anything else. And so we're trying to change that fact. You know? brother, brother, what is, uh, you're going to tell me probably the national language is Mongolian, but... Right. Uh, yes. But is it based on a Chinese uh, uh, Russian mix or or how is that? Because I know I know you've been printing in that language. So tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Well, the Mongolian language actually predates either the Russian or the Chinese. They they've been around forever. And <clears> it, it, they they I didn't realize this till a couple of years ago. They rank languages by how hard they are to learn and Mongolian's fourth. <laughs> So it's a, wow, they have wow. they have sounds and things that and it's it's tonal and it's very very difficult to learn. It the original uh, Mongolian language looks like the old um, Arabic, uh, you know the the script. Uh-huh. Uh, but when the Soviets took over the Russians, the first thing they did is did away with the old script and they made them change it to Cyrillic type, like the Russian. And uh, they did that with the intention of actually doing away with their language altogether, but that never happened. And uh, so if you look at Mongolian and Russian side by side, they look identical. They're not. Uh, A Russian could come in and read every word in Mongolian but have no idea what he's saying, and vice versa. And so it's it's an interesting language. Uh, There's Inner Mongolia, which is part of China, Outer Mongolia, which is the country of Mongolia. They speak exactly the same language, except Inner Mongolia still uses the old, the old uh, uh, type, the old script, and the country of Mongolia uses Cyrillic. So they can talk to each other, but they can't read each other's language at all. It's totally, totally opposite. Wow, well, brother, so it's, a, it's an interesting situation. Yes, brother Jeff, why don't you um, say something to us in the Mongolian language so folks can hear it and then interpret it for us. Well, I only know little phrases because I have I have lack of hearing. So you know, like os and us is two different words. It's water and hair, and I usually ask for hair instead of water. <laughs> and they look at me like I'm an idiot. But Marigasotsi uh, uh, is just saying see you in the morning, or uh, you know, second and to have a good sleep, things like that. I can I can say words. I can get around town. Uh, I can you know tell the taxi driver where I'm going. But to carry on a conversation. Uh, there's a missionary who's been there a lot longer, and he still can't do that. Sure. <laughs> it's just so yes, difficult. Sir. And uh, so I worked through a translator when I'm there, and my yes. my secondhand man, Tukso, has limited English. I have limited Mongolia, so we kind of made up our <laughs> own language. It's kind of Monglish, and uh, we know what we're saying. They don't know what else does. Yes. So, well, I know that presents some definite and some challenges. Yeah. I, I can't. You know, if you're just if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking to Brother Jeff Kruchko, who is a missionary to uh, the nation of Mongolia, the printing ministry specifically. Yes. And um, you know, brother, that that presents some challenges in my mind uh, because of the fact that uh, not only do you have to at least have a, a little bit of an understanding of that of the language itself, but then when you're going to put it to print, uh, that in it itself is, is got to be a, a daunting challenge to do that. It, um, tell us a little bit about the printing ministry and, and, uh, where you're based 
And, um, and I was reading here specifically about uh, it was uh, some children's materials that had been printed. Yes. Tell us, first of all, about the printing ministry, the building, and then we can go into the latter part. Well, the, the, we've been over there since 2006 on, on a permanent basis, and, and the, the, the one thing we lacked going in was the building. We, we've we've had to borrow buildings, and now we're in a building that we manage, and so that allows us to be in there. And so for the last 16 years, we've been nomads, printers, you know, and uh, we've been praying for a building. And this just back in uh, April of this year, we were able to get a building in Mongolia. And so we have a building of our own now. It's in it's in the ministry's name. It's it's good to go. We just got to do the remodel on it so that we can get into it. And uh, then we can go from there. So the building has been a uh, something we've prayed for for a very, very long time. Amen. The, um, the children's books, we started several years ago now, I guess four or five years ago. And it's a series of 78 books that really starts uh, with creation and goes right on through the, the plan of salvation, all that through the Old Testament and on into the New Testament. And each book has uh, 16 pages. It's, it's uh, A4 or 8.5 by 11. Uh, in the English version, is 8.5 by 11, and it's got 16 full-color pictures throughout it. And then in the middle, there's 16 pages that are the story. And so what that allows the Mongolians to do is stand up with the pictures and then read them the story. And it starts with creation now and goes all the way through the end of the Bible. And uh, the, the reason we started with this is because they have no foundation. You know, you can walk into many countries like the Philippines and Mexico in particular, those two. They have a foundation of creation and, and God and the Trinity and all those things because of the uh, the, the country's uh, lifestyle. But Mongolia had zero. They didn't understand any of that. And one of the things they're really big on is history because of Chinggis Khan. That is really a big thing there. And so we focused on the history of the world from God's standpoint, the true standpoint, mm-hmm. and it is one over very, very big. And uh, now we have these 78 books. There's uh, We've done a 1,000 of them. They're, we're putting them in sets now, and those will be given out to the churches and things like that so that they can use them in their children's church because they have no literature at all in, in those areas. Well, and, wow. the, and again, <clears throat> Pastor, I was just thinking about uh, here in America. Um, there was a point where it didn't matter who you spoke to on the street. There was a time when people at least had a knowledge of God sure. and who he is. And, uh, and we have watched uh, the light slowly darken here, even in America. And you think, no way. There's no way that could happen. And yet it has. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because you, you deal on the oh, streets. Yeah. Every, every Saturday night, we, we find people who have never heard the gospel people that have never been to church unchurched i mean i mean they're in their 20s and have never been to church right here right here in south carolina and brother jeff you think about that from the standpoint of here is the nation of mongolia who is predominantly buddhist i believe you said and uh you know and just no knowledge of really the true and living god and who he is so as you said you've got to establish some type of a foundation and the printed material that you're utilizing now is that basis to instruct them concerning yeah. the things of God, who he is, 
uh, the creation, etc. And I think, I mean, brother, I, I think that's a excellent approach to it. I, I, I go back in my mind just a minute, and, and I cite him a, a good bit in, 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 in words and things that I say on the broadcast here. But Adoniram Judson did exactly the same thing. Yes. He did. He, he developed an alphabet, first of all, for the nation of Burma, and then created some pamphlets and other materials that were printed in the Burmese alphabet that he uh, developed based on assistance from uh, you know the native people there. And, uh, and that began to generate a knowledge of God. And, um, you know, and brother, you mentioned that there are some missionaries there in the nation of Mongolia. Um, do you know roughly, uh, the number of churches there and, and how we can pray for them? Now, the, when you say churches, I'm going to give you a number and then I got to explain it. They say there's 600 churches in Mongolia. Uh, now they've recently said 500, but now when they say that, now you got to remember they're talking about any and every denomination in the world. It doesn't matter what it is, that's what they're talking about. Uh, if you're talking about good churches, like we would consider a church, you know, a, a good Baptist church, 10, 15, you know, there's not very many of those. Yeah. And so uh, there's a lot of conflict now because of some of the uh, denominations that have come in and the way that they've handled uh, things and, and it causes conflict for us is what it does uh, because we're not going to do those type of things i mean there's there's one denomination over there that literally pays them to come well yeah they're going to have a thousand people they're paying them to come oh yeah uh, yeah they're they're not going to learn anything but they got ten thousand troopers and they're going to get a hot dog on the way home you know uh but that's not the way we do it okay we, we give them the gospel and and it's working it is working um there are some really good churches springing up that are doing a, an excellent job over there. Well, that is a blessing to hear because of the fact that uh, where uh, there is great darkness, when light springs up, it certainly, uh, a little bit of light yes. dispels a lot of darkness. And, yeah, that's true. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for uh, those that have been willing to go into countries that uh, around the world that are unknown as far as the mainstream, and yet uh, God burdens people's hearts for those very things and for those very people that are literally forgotten people for the most part. Yes. And, uh, and Brother Jeff, I want to say I, I bless the Lord you know, for your willingness to go and for these last 16 years, I believe you said now, that you yes. have gone yes. and to labor in the vineyard in Mongolia, that the the folks there, the people there, would have the truth of the Word of God uh, in their language, that they can understand, and and that the propagation of the gospel is going on there. Let me ask you really quickly, and we're coming kind of to a close of our program here. I wanted to give you the opportunity to maybe share a couple of things that that uh, our folks need to hear about concerning prayer for the ministry there in Mongolia? Well, in particular, of course, pray for the churches. We we have a church there. It's called Amazing Grace Baptist Church that we've been working with this church. I'm not the pastor of it, never have been, never will be. <laughs> but we've been working with this church uh, for 16 years. 
and it's a small congregation. They run 100, 110. They're all Mongolians. We're the only foreigners that will be there on a Sunday. And just pray for them because the uh, cost of heating the building, the, the Mongolians uh, did away with coal heat and went to a, it's a manufactured coal. I don't understand the difference, but it supposedly doesn't put out as much pollutants. And so their their heating cost is, has went up by $2,000 for a winter. Well, that's a lot of money for a little church where the people are making, you know, three and four dollars a day. And so pray for that. Pray for our building. We have the building now. We have heat in the building, but we do not have indoor plumbing. We do not have sewer. Uh, we've got to completely remodel it to make it applicable for the print shop, things like that. So if you'd pray for those two things, I would really appreciate it. Brother Jeff, you're talking about heating. Maybe folks don't realize how cold Mongolia is, so why don't you tell them? Well, Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, where we live, that's the capital of Mongolia. If you look it up, it's the coldest capital in the world. Yes. Uh, It's known for being the coldest capital in the world. It's the most polluted capital in the world, and it's also the most road rage of any major city in the world. So it's got many number ones that you really don't want to be number one but it's it's common it's common to be twenty five thirty below zero for months. Wow. You know that's pretty normal, and uh, you know when you're heating something like that, that, that can get expensive pretty quick. Yeah, very much so, and and I'm glad you share even those little details about it because again, us sitting here in the warmth of our in the middle of winter, you know, and outside maybe twenty thirty degrees and uh, yeah. fifty degrees colder in uh, Ulaanbaatar, as you say there. Um, Brother Jeff, how would folks get a hold of you? Well, there's uh, the easiest way is, is email, and I'll give you my email address. Uh, it's a little bit long, so <laughs> bear with me. It's the it's Beta B A T A Mission M I S S I O N International at Gmail dot com. So that's the easiest way to get a hold of me because no matter where I'm at, I can get my email normally. Okay. So, so Beta. MissionInternational.com. Beta Missionary International at gmail.com. At gmail.com. I'm sorry. Yes. At gmail.com. So that is the email address. Well, yes. I, I, I trust that folks that have been listening this morning have written that down. And, uh, Pastor, uh, I, we did this program because we, first of all, it's a platform that people can hear. Sure. about these various missionaries around the world because really there's not a lot of medium that that missionaries have an opportunity to do something like this and and I'm glad that uh, Wheat Among the Tares yeah, has you know the, yeah. the ability to do that brother Jeff is often uh, in every time really that we have somebody on board we always uh, take a moment to pray with them and pray for the ministry there yeah. and uh, and our pastor uh, always does that. So I'm going to ask him at this time if he would to pray for you, for your family, uh, for the ministry there, and that God would use it greatly. Hey, brother Jeff, before we pray, um, explain to us. I know that you're. I think you're home in the states right now. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so yeah, what, we're home at the moment. We were in Mongolia, uh, uh, February, March, April, and there, and then we came home. Our youngest son got married. Uh, in May, and we're going back in September. One more thing to pray about, if you allow me to. Sure. The, uh, because of COVID, we were out of Mongolia much longer than, than we had planned. Sure. We planned on being home six months. COVID broke out. It ended up being two years. Yeah. Uh, because of that, we lost our visa. 
uh, Mongolia would not allow us to extend it from outside the country, but we couldn't get inside the country to do that. So I do not have a visa. So at the moment, I can go in on a 90-day tourist visa, and that's what we're doing. And until the ministry, uh, the building is established, the print shop is in there, and we're, we've got everything running, that's what we'll continue to do because uh, we're home raising funds anyway. So uh, we're going to be bouncing back and forth a lot more than we normally would uh, not that we want Under to, the but that's just the way it's working yeah. out. So. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this ministry, uh, Lord, there in Mongolia, and for Brother Jeff being so willing, and Lord, just um, him telling the story how you moved him from the Philippines to there. And Lord, we thank you for all the printed material, for the gospel that has been given, the help that has been to the churches in the area. And Lord, even the gospel from Mongolia and, and Bibles and, and tracts and things reaching into China from there, as, as he's told us about that before. And so we pray for the need of this building, the supplies that are needed to uh, finish renovating it so they can get everything moved in there and get established. And I uh, pray for him about a future visa uh, being granted to him again mm-hmm. and uh, give them wisdom, how to use their time in and out of the country, when to go. And, and Lord, just uh, so much that needs to be done, the funds that are being raised here on this side. And Lord, we just, we pray for the Mongolian people. We pray for that church that is there for their need of their, their uh, extra funds for their power bill and lord just so many things there and we thank you for this ministry thank you that we're able to know about this ministry and pray for this ministry and so we pray lord for for all their needs that you'll meet those needs and we'll thank you for it and praise you for it in jesus christ's name we ask it amen 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 brother jeff kruchko missionary to mongolia been a blessing to have you aboard here this morning thank you and i appreciate it bunch God God bless you, my brother. Thank you. Pastor, what an unusual ministry and how God used uh, Brother Jeff out of the Philippines to move him to Mongolia. Well, we're here every Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern time with Wheat Among the Tares and uh, an unusual program indeed this morning. And uh, that's what we're here for is to let you know as our listeners how to better pray for those that are ministering around the world for the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, I want to remind you, send us an email at studio at ggrradio.net. That's studio at ggrradio.net. Let us know that you're listening, and we'll be glad to send you some invitation to listen cards and a magnet. Thanks again for joining us this morning. Have a wonderful day in the Lord.